Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Hold it up. Let's say it. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Tonight, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Oh, let's thank God for the Word tonight. Amen. Oh, thank you for the Word, Lord. Thank you for the Word. Well, tonight is part two of last Wednesday night. If you weren't with us, you can go to our website. You can pick it up there on the podcast. On What are we to do with the chaos in our culture right now? What are we to do about all the chaos? And boy, there's more now than ever before, right? I mean, even since last Wednesday night, you know, the war in Israel, what's happening there in the Middle East right now, like never before, setting up uh, end-time events. Wow, it's an exciting time that you and I live in. So we're talking about part two. What do we do about the chaos in our culture? And we found out last week, last Wednesday night, that the problem is not political. The problem is not education or economics. It's not racial. It really isn't. The problem is spiritual. It's a spiritual problem. And uh, we looked at that last Wednesday night. Now, you know, I know a lot of you have this device on your smartphone. You have an app. Or in your car, you have an app. And we call it, it helps you get from where you're at to where you want to be. You all know what that is? GPS, right? A lot of you on your smartphone, you have that app, GPS. Or in your car, you have that GPS. And that is supposed to get you from where you're at to where you want to be, okay? And, you know, you have to forgive me. Now, don't hate me for this, but even though I have it, I don't use it. You know, I'm old school. I'm old school. You know, tell me uh, three blocks, what's on the corner, a 7-Eleven, what is on the corner, turn left, go two blocks, Uh, what's the landmark on that corner? Anybody still? Two of you are still with Pat. Don't hate us for that, all three of us. Don't be haters now because we're not using our GPS. Even though we have it on our smartphone and we have it in our vehicle, you know, we just came back from vacation here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, on our way home, you know, I say, okay, put it in because I'm not going to. Pastor Kim has to put it in because I don't know how to put it in. So she puts it in. And you know what? Even though she puts it in, it's there. I still don't trust it. But, you know, for you and me to get where we are to where we want to be, God has a GPS system. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. This is our, and I know how to use this one. I don't know how to use the other one. But this GPS system, this is God's way to show us 
how to get from where we're at to where we want to be. And we want to see things change in our culture, right? I shared with you last Wednesday night, when the towers came down, there were 13 terrorists behind that in 9-11. 13 terrorists behind that, specifically, 13 people changed the way we lived. So if 13 people could change the way we live, it used to be fun to get on a plane, no more. It used to be fun to go on an airport, no more, right? Because all that you have to go through to travel on an airplane. 13 men changed that. Well, if 13 can change that, what can a few hundred people on a Wednesday night do, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're, we're going to make a difference. We're going to be world changers and history makers, right? So let's pick it up. Got a lot of scripture. Hope that's okay. Yeah. What do we do about the chaos that's going on in our culture? God has allowed the chaos in our culture. And you say, why would God do that? Because we have replaced him. We've replaced him. We pushed him out of government. We pushed him out of school. We pushed him out of the marketplace. We pushed him out of the neighborhood. Because we have replaced him with, look at this, little gods. Today, people want to create their own God they can be comfortable with. So why all the chaos? It's a spiritual problem, and we realize and understand that. So Second Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, tell us what was going on then is going on now. And tonight, I want to leave you with five things we can do to change our culture, to make a difference in the world today with all that's going on. So let's begin, 2 Chronicles 15. I'm going to read it from three different translations. The Spirit of God came upon the prophet, the son of Oded. Okay, so the leader's going to get a word from God. As he went out to meet Asa, and he said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah. It says, The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will have to forsake you. For now, for a long season, Israel had been without the true God. Notice they replaced their God for the true God. They didn't want anybody telling them how to live. Don't judge me. Don't tell me. I want to create my own life, do my own thing, and manufacture my own God I'm comfortable with. Now, for a long season, Israel had been without a true God and without a teaching priest, a teaching priest and without the law. Three causes right there for God leaving them and allowing the chaos to come into the culture in that day and time. Next slide, guys. Verse 4. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel. So when we get in trouble, we don't want to run from God. We want to run to God, right? And when they were in their trouble, they turned unto the Lord, God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found of them. Verse 5. And in those times there were no peace to him that went out or came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Verse 6. And the nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Why did God have to allow the chaos? Because they forsook him. He had to forsake them. Wasn't his will, wasn't his plan, wasn't his desire. All right? 
Next verse, verse 7. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work or your faithfulness to God in a culture that's chaotic, God's going to reward you. So as you and I stay strong in faith, as you know, Brother Jerry Savell is going to be with us in two weeks. Dr. Savell, he's on our board. Uh, we've been partners for years. And I heard him this week. Every year he gives a word for the next year. Every year in October, he's done this for decades, God gives him a word for the next year. I was listening to him this week, giving a word for next year, 2024. And his word was, Satan is going to increase his attacks. Now you know why I'm talking about Satan, right? Angels and demons on the weekend. Brother Jerry said that Satan is going to do an all-out attack next year like never before. Secondly, so get strong in your faith. Get strong in your faith for what's coming next year, okay? He's going to talk about that when he comes in a couple of weeks on the weekend. So you and I, what should be our response? We should get strong, stay strong, keep working for the Lord, go after God, go all in, because God will reward your faithfulness right? In times of trouble. Okay, so let's look at it now, the New Living Translation. Same scriptures, different translation. The Spirit of God came upon the prophet, and he went out to the king, and he had a word. Listen to me, Asa, and shouted, listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. He will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, our culture has abandoned God. If you abandon him, he has to abandon you. Verse 3, verse 3. For as long time Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, three reasons why, and without the law to instruct them. You see, they didn't want instruction have you heard this today when you try to share with your friends or your foes or your peers or those around you, and they answer you by saying, don't judge me? I don't want to hear that. Well, we're not judging. We're speaking the truth in love, and we have to do that right now. You know, we're getting ready to go on in Sweden, okay? Getting ready to go on in Sweden, our TV program, and they said to us, I was getting ready to have a live uh, uh, interview today with them in Sweden. Didn't happen because of technology. Praise the Lord. But we're going to do it in a couple of weeks. One of the things they want is they said, we've watched you and we know that you speak the truth in love. Sweden is only 1% Christian. 1% Christian. And we, as a nation, they said, need to hear the truth spoken in love. So they invited us. They called on us to bring our TV program there. So be praying, will you? Be praying. Verse 4, but whenever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord, so whenever I'm in trouble, I want to run to church. I want to run to God. The God of Israel sought him out. Then they found him. During those dark times, and we're in dark times right now. You know, remember, I, I taught the staff this morning why we're pro-Israel at Church on the Rock. I gave them scripture. I gave them line upon line. 
Whatever's happening in Israel is part of the end time events. Satan wants to destroy Israel, and then he wants to destroy America and the church. He really does. What they're doing to Israel, the terrorists, they want to do to America. They want to kill your children, chop their heads off, rape the women, kill the old people, what they're doing right now. So I was sharing all this with the staff today, our stance at Church on the Rock. We are pro-Israel, okay? During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. It was not safe to travel. Sounds like right now. Problems troubled the people of every land. Verse 6, nation fought against nation, city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. God was allowing it. Why? They abandoned him. They forsook him. He had to abandon that culture and forsake them. Verse 7, but as for you, be strong, church on the rock. Be courageous. Be on fire for God. Serve God like never before. Share Christ. Be salt. Be light. Because your work will be rewarded. I like it, don't you? Praise the Lord. Amplify. We're just going to pass that for the Amplified for sake of time. Okay? I love, I love technology. Don't you love? <laughs> Try it that way, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So the problem was they replaced God. Okay? Next slide, guys. Number two, there were no teaching priests. They wouldn't receive instruction. Okay? So let's look at this. Next slide should be 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Our Bible is our GPS, right? It's our guidance system. It's our standard. It's our foundation. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. The whole Bible, the whole Bible, I can't pick and choose. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God. It's anointed. It's useful to teach us. Now remember, they wouldn't receive a teaching priest. That was the problem of the culture. Was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful, the Bible, to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It, the Bible, the Word of God, straightens us out and helps us do what is right. That's why we have the Bible, the Word. Verse 17, it's God's way of making us well prepared at every point of our life and fully equipped to do good to everyone. So they wouldn't receive that. Number three, the third reason chaotic culture was no law or standard. They didn't want any biblical standards, guidelines, or boundaries. Jeremiah 7, 23. But this thing I command them, listen to and obey my voice. I will be your God. You'll be my people. Walk in the whole way that I command you. And guess what? It'll go well with you. When I obey the word, it will go well with me and mine and my family. If I disobey, it won't go well with me. It opens the door to the enemy to come in and cause chaos. All right? Next slide, guys. Verse 24. But you would not listen to me. You would not obey me or bend your ear to me. But you followed the counsel and the stubborn promptings of your own evil heart. 
Sunday, we found out the origin of evil, didn't we, in our Sunday service. They turned their backs, and they went in reverse instead of going forward. So when I obey God, I'll go forward. When I disobey God, I go backwards. Okay? Next slide, guys. Jeremiah 2, verse 11. Has the nation ever changed its gods? Ours has. Even they are, they are not gods. They're not. But my people have changed their glory, God, for that which does not profit them. Any other God but our God will not profit us. It always pays to serve. My dad used to always tell me growing up, Dave, it pays to serve God. Next, next slide, guys. Verse 12. Be astonished and appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked and with horror, says the Lord, at the behavior of the people. Why is it chaotic out there today? We're going to go ahead. We're going to, let's, let's go back, guys, to this. If we can. For my people have committed two evils. What are they? They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have created for themselves their own cisterns, broken cisterns, which cannot hold water. Have you not brought this upon yourself? Boy, if you don't get anything else I say tonight, look what the word says. You've brought it upon yourself. Well, how do we do that, God? By forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way. I want to get out of my own way. I want to get out of my own way. I want to get out of God's way. And I want God's will and God's way to be done in my life. I know you do too, right? But he says to this nation, it's chaotic. You're, you're, being, you're being devoured. There's wars and rumors of wars and all the havoc that's going on. You brought it on yourself when you forsook the Lord your God. Next slide, guys. Verse 18. And now... What have you to gain by allying yourself, being an ally with Egypt, that's the world, going her way, we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Am I right, church? It says don't ally yourself or agree with the world. Egypt is a type of the world, going her way, to drink the black and royal waters of the Nile. Or what have you to gain in going the way of Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? So you're not going to gain anything. Verse 19, your own wickedness shall chasten you and correct your way. Oh, my goodness. And your backslidings and desertion of faith will reprove you. Know ye therefore and recognize that this is an evil and bitter thing. First... You brought it on yourself because you've forsaken the Lord your God. Second, you are indifferent to me, and you have no fear of me. None is in you, says the Lord of hosts. And we don't ever want to lose the fear of the Lord, right? The reverence, the respect of Almighty God. All the blessings we've taught here at Church on the Rock, when you fear God, when you put God first, but when a nation like ours doesn't fear God anymore, when a nation like ours has forsaken God, look what's happening with all that's going on in our culture right now. The havoc, the hell, the strife, the division, the hatred, the murder, the rape, the abortions, right? The open borders. Seriously, the Bible talks about open borders. Did you know that? In the Bible, all right? So next, let's go to the next slide, guys. Next slide. So let's look at the solution. I want to give you five things. What do we do, Pastor? What do we do? Well, how can we make a difference? 
How do we change the culture? Are we just to lie down and let it happen? Or can we really make a difference? Yes, you can. The solution, five things, okay? Very quickly. Number one, turn to God. Turn to God. Second Chronicles 15.4. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. Number two, make your relationship with God priority. It's number one. I had a staff member today when I was mentoring one of them, said, Pastor, how do I build my family, my household, and yet have a ministry at Church on the Rock? How do I do that? How do I raise my kids for God? Great question. How do I keep my marriage together, but yet carry on a ministry at Church on the Rock? I said to that person on staff, full-time paid employee, number one, your priority has to be your relationship with God. Then your wife or husband, then your children, then your ministry. Amen, somebody? Now, uh, we, we found out, let's, uh, let's look at this. Let's look at this. We found out in that verse, it said, the Lord your God. The Lord your God. Return to the Lord your God. I left you last Wednesday night with this. Lord and God are two different names. Lord there is Jehovah, and God is Elohim. Jehovah always stands for relationship, and Elohim speaks of God's power. In the beginning, God created. The word for God there in Genesis 1 is Elohim. It means Trinity, okay? God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So notice it says when you return to the Lord your God, everything will change and you will find him. Lord there speaks of relationship. So what is he saying? Seek a personal, ongoing, alive, growing relationship with God is the best thing you and I can do right now to change our culture and get rid of some of this chaos that's going on. Amen? I'm going to show you how to do that, y'all with me? Okay, so this is number two. Then we see number three. I can't be accepted by the culture and be a firm Bible-believing Christian. I can't be accepted by the world. I can't be accepted by the culture and be a firm Bible-believing Christian. The Bible says that we're not to love the world or the things that are in the world. Can I have an amen? amen. It's so true. So I can't be accepted. I'm not looking for acceptance from the world because if they accept me, something's wrong with my testimony. Something's wrong with my testimony. Jesus said if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And there's a hate culture out there right now like never before. That's why I started the sermon, the teaching tonight with don't hate me if I don't use GPS, right? I was trying to convey something there, okay? I can't be accepted by our culture and be a firm Bible-believing Christian at the same time. Scripture for that, 2 Chronicles 15, 6. And nation was destroyed of nation, and a city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. So you be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work will be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words, watch this now, and the prophecy of the prophet, he took courage. So when you and I hear a word from God, it should bring courage. It should bring courage. 
So he took courage and he put away all the little gods. He put away the idols. He put away compromise. He put away concession. He put away, he separated himself. And you and I both know as the world continues to progress, there's going to be a separation. There's going to be no middle ground. You're either in or you're out. You're either for or you're against. Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. The middle ground is moving far away for us in the United States of America. Okay? You're either going to be, who's going to be your God, right? So he took courage and he put away the idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin, out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim, and he renewed the altar of the Lord. He renewed the altar of the Lord. Some of us might need to renew our daily quiet time. Get back into the one-year Bible. It's okay if you dropped off, pick it back up. The 714, our prayer movement this, this year, okay? But a renewing of our time with the Lord. Renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. Notice he got rid of compromise. Notice he realized he couldn't have a big God and little gods replacing the big God. That he couldn't give in to the culture or be accepted by the culture and be a real believer. Number four, the church community will become more of your family. Five things that you and I must do, must apply, must know in our culture and where it's headed, okay? It's headed to a darker place. But you and I can change that. You and I can change that. So the church community will become more of your family. Did you know Jesus said in the last day, brother against brother, right? Children against parents, right? It talks about division. It talks about terrible things happening in the family unit. You're going to find out as persecution increases, as things happen, many, many, many theologians right now say we're about to enter World War III. You need to be up on what's happening right now in the world, okay? You need to understand where we are right now in God's timeline. When you have Russia, Iran, and Turkey coming against Israel right now, you realize that, right? They're the, they, are the, they, are the, they are the nations that come against Israel that come against Israel in the Great Tribulation, right? So this isn't Magog and Gog, Ezekiel 38 right now, but it's setting it up for that in the future. Never before, everybody, never before. It's closer than we've ever seen. So number four, the church is going to become more of your family. Look what he says here. Look what it says. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles verse 9. And he gathered, everybody say gathered, and he gathered all Judah, this is the nation of Israel, he gathered them all together, they all came together. Why did I start Wednesday night church back up? Because I believe with what's coming, we're going to need more gathering together as a church community to be strong, unified, amen somebody. That's why we started it back up, because we're going to need it even more, making the church community our spiritual family like never before. So what did he do? He gathered all the people together. What is church? Gathering. Where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am. I shouldn't be looking for ways not to go to church. So many has after COVID. There's been so many falling away during COVID. Where are they? They haven't come back yet. 
My prayer is, is you and I call him from the north, the east, the south, and the Thank you. I forgot the West. I live in the West. I don't want to forget the West. That they're going to come back. Amen. And they gathered. Everybody say gathered. All Judah and strangers with them. And they gathered for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw the Lord his God was with them. So as we gather, we should expect a greater presence of the Lord being with us, a greater anointing on our life and our family that we've ever seen before. With your assignment comes an ability. With your assignment comes an anointing. We have an assignment right now to be salt, to be light, to stand up, to speak forth, to do it in love, not to compromise. So for, in order to do that, we need a greater anointing. In the gathering, we should expect greater anointing together. Amen. Verse 10. So they gathered themselves together on the certain month of the year. I like that. And they offered up unto the Lord the same time. What did they do? They offered up sacrifices. What would that be for us today? They were worshiping the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. So what is the key? They gathered. They came together as a community. They put down the idols. They made God God. They put God where he should be. They put the teaching priest back in place. They make back to the standards in the law, the word of God. And things begin to change. Oh, yeah. Watch this. Things begin to change. This is so, so exciting. And they entered into covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with half of their heart. All of their heart. And all of their soul. What they do? They made a covenant. They made a promise. They made a quality decision. It's time to go all in. It's time to seek God with all of our heart. It's time not to be half-heartedly in serving the Lord. It's time to give God all of my abilities, talent, and treasure. It's time to do that, God. Now is the time for the church to arise and shine and for you to favor your people. Amen. So they entered into a covenant agreement of promise. Number five, now is the time to go all in for God. That whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel, oh, look at this, who would not seek the Lord God of Israel, they were put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Verse 14, next slide. And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and the cornets. Verse 15, watch this. And all Judah, the church, rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all of their heart, sought him with all their desire. Watch this now. And they found him, and look, 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 this is what we want. And the Lord then gave them rest on every side. The Lord gave them rest on every side. Right now, Israel is trying to be invaded on three sides right now. This is telling me that if I will return to the Lord, if I will seek God, if I put God first, if I'll get compromised out of my life, if I'll make a promise and a quality decision, if I'll gather, if I'll do all those things, if I'll sit under the word, if I'll obey the word, if I'll do all those things, God says, I will give you and your family. You won't be restless. You won't be afraid of your future. You won't be insecure. You'll be safe and secure. Your past is forgiven. Your present is blessed. And your future is secure. And he's going to give you rest 
on every side. That means every front. That means every attack. That means every enemy, he'll give you the victory over. Oh, come on. Let's thank God for that tonight. Woo. Glory to God. As the team comes, say it with me. Rest in the midst of chaos on every side, in every area of my life and my family. As for me and my house, we will stand up and serve the Lord. I'm done. Give the Lord a big praise, would you? Glory to God. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.